Last week, and anybody tell me what we talked about? Hope. All right. Jesus coming in, being born in that manger, gives us great hope. Hallelujah. Amen. And the world needs hope. This, this week, we're going to talk about peace. Those are, uh, some of us in the 70s, we did this sign for peace, right? The hippies. Peace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want us to look at uh, Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. And we're going to begin this morning. Speaking of peace, heart of Christmas. In verse 8 it says, the night, uh, That night some shepherds were in the fields outside the village guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly. You know God does things suddenly. Amen. Doesn't he? So get ready for some suddenlies. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and a radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terribly frightened. How many of you would kind of be terribly frightened in that situation? Come on, some of you, you're spiritual. Oh, man, I can handle that. (laughs) But remember now that there had been 400 silent years between Malachi and Matthew, the book of Matthew, 400 years that God did not speak through prophets or anything. So the darkness was in the earth. We talked about this last week just a little bit. That's why Jesus came and hope came with him, amen, for mankind. Because, hey, it, church services were dead during those 400 years. Let's put it that way. Amen. And so these shepherds were terribly frightened, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy for everyone. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born tonight in Bethlehem, the city of David. And this is how you will recognize him. You will find uh, the baby lying in a manger wrapped snugly in, in strips of cloth, And suddenly the angels were joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven. Now the King James says host. And any time you talk about host, you're not talking about little angels with, uh, you know, flap their wings like this, you know, cubits type of a thing. We're not even talking about the messenger angels like Gabriel. We're talking about the army angels, the big mean looking ones that fight, take the devil on. You know what I'm saying? And so you can see that these shepherds were in awe and, and just, you know, I mean, these guys, I don't even know if they could sing good. Because they were the God's army. Come on now. <laughs> Hallelujah. They weren't the Marine Corps band. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to all whom God favors. Hallelujah. Amen. Peace on earth. Glory to God. Now, the, the, a lot of times when we read peace, we automatically go to the the definition of shalom, peace, 
amen, which includes a lot of things, nothing missing, nothing broken, just God's blessing and all the favor of God upon you. That's why they address each other in Israel, shalom. But in this particular instance, it's an exemption from rage and havoc of war. This is what this means. Now you say, pastor, I mean, there's wars going on. There's always been wars going on. But what God was saying, that peace on earth, goodwill to man, in other words, no longer was a war going on between God and man. Hallelujah. And see, a lot of the church world still has confusion of that, and they want to bring out the judgment side of God. And every time there's a catastrophe or something happens in the earth, they say it's judgment of God. No, God is not judging anything right now. We are in a new time period since the birth of Jesus. You understand me? Now you read the Old Testament and you can see God getting a little bit angry sometimes and opening up the ground, swallowing thousands of people, right? How many of you know the flood? Noah's day, all right? God got a little bit perturbed with with mankind through the years. And you can see that even in the giving of the commandments, that if you didn't obey every jot and tittle of a commandment, that you were in trouble. And, And a lot of times, you know, the church world wants to bring the Old Testament God into the New Testament church, and that just doesn't fit. Because you can see an announcement right now that peace on earth to all all whom God favors. So it's not getting rid of the wars between mankind, but the war with God is over. Hallelujah. (laughs) Jesus came, praise God. Uh, that word peace between individuals, between God and you. There's hallelujah. Amen. You know why? That's why a lot of Christians have a hard time receiving their healing and receiving miracles. Because they still think, because of wrong teaching, that God is always mad at them. And therefore, they don't have confidence before God because their heart condemns them. Have any of you been there? Come on now. Well, I didn't pray enough. I didn't do this enough. I didn't. The war is over. Peace on earth. Goodwill to men. Hallelujah. That's powerful. If you can get that concept. And, and that because of the blood of Jesus, because of what Jesus did for us, 2,000 years ago, we are invited to come boldly into the very presence of God. They couldn't do that in the Old Testament. But God opened a whole new avenue whereby we as mankind can come and fellowship, and that was through that little baby born in the manger 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. So Jesus was ushering peace between God and man. And it's for all people. Hallelujah. Everywhere. Now, it's also interesting that that the announcement of Jesus' birth was not given to the aristocrats or kings or the high society or very educated people, but to 
just meek shepherds out in the field. And shepherds were classified, if you want to classify them, in probably the lowest of the population at that time. They were considered uh, low income, okay? The projects type of a thing. They were kind of not, you know, accepted in, in a lot of the, the ways other people were. And it's something that Jesus identified with the shepherds out in the field, with the common man, hallelujah. And you know, one thing about Jesus, he identified himself as a shepherd. He is the chief shepherd, hallelujah. And he always talked about the sheep, amen. And so from the very beginning, hallelujah, God was saying, I accept everybody, yes, the high ones, the high and mighty ones, if they want to humble themselves, but also to the meek and lowly, I have come, amen, to all men. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, the thing with, with this war, this struggle between God and man, when Adam sinned, the whole earth at that point was infected. Now, remember 2020, we, we were nervous about being infected by COVID-19, and many of you were during that time. But see, when, when mankind is born because of the sin of Adam, uh, babies who are born from Adam on had a sin nature. They were born into sin. They were infected. The worth was infected. Thorns and thistles and everything, you know, weeds, there's no weeds in heaven, hallelujah. There's no thorns in heaven. It's going to be absolutely beautiful the way the earth was supposed to be in the very beginning. Hallelujah. So when God said peace on earth, goodwill toward men, what Adam did to bring death in, upon the human race, Jesus came to nullify that for whosoever would believe on him, would not perish, but have everlasting life. So this peace thing that was introduced at the birth of Jesus was peace with God to all who would reconcile themselves to the Lord, receive Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior. Amen? And I believe all of us have done that. Amen. Let's look at Colossians. The Apostle Paul tried to unwrap this for us. Colossians chapter 1, verse 19 through 22. <clears throat> For God in all of his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. Amen. And by him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of his blood on the cross. Hallelujah. So you see that, that even the, the shepherds at that time and the people that lived, even Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and the disciples and all of them really didn't understand the impact what was really happening. Amen? I think Mary understood some things because she pondered a lot of things in her heart, the Bible says, but, uh, but nobody really had the understanding. Even the disciples didn't even understand Jesus' prediction, prediction of him going to the cross and dying and laying his life down and raising up again. They didn't believe in the rest. None of them did because uh, after Jesus appeared to them, 
he upbraided them. He got he kind of upset at them for their unbelief. But then he turned around and said, go into all the world and preach the gospel, Mark chapter 16. And so uh, it wasn't really until the apostle Paul came and got the revelation of actually what happened from birth to the cross, to the throne, and all of the revelation that we have in the epistles that we can truly understand what that peace that was introduced to those shepherds, amen, that Christmas morning is all about, hallelujah. But now we can put it together. We, we have it in print. We know in our heart what that peace is all about. And I'm telling you this morning, if you're living a life and you're trying to, to serve God and love God under the Old Testament rules, you're not going to be able to do it. You're not going to be able to pray enough, read enough, fast enough, witness enough, or do anything enough. And you always look behind your back thinking God is going to hit you with a baseball bat. Bam. Peace on earth. Goodwill to man. So it says he made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of his blood on the cross. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, right? Separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. <clears throat> Verse 22 says, yes, yet now he has brought you back as friends. Woo. I'm a friend of God. Say that with me. I'm a friend of God. If you have a friend like him, you don't need any others. Praise the Lord. He has done this through his death on the cross in his own human body. And as a result, he has brought you into the very presence of God, and you are holy. Now look at this. And you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. Amen. So as again, I said, a lot of people that uh, have been saved, born again, whatever, they're, they're living half Old Testament and half New Testament, and therefore their heart condemns them about everything they think they have failed. And, and the devil, listen, <laughs> he always whispers in your ear, you know, you just blew it. Look at your rotten attitude. You didn't walk in love toward that person, or you said the wrong thing, or this or that. He'll always remind you of what you did wrong. So you, you walk around with that condemnation in your heart and your heart condemns you and therefore you don't have confidence toward God. But the Bible says God is greater than your heart. God is greater than any condemnation. Amen. Remember, Jesus came to give you peace between you and God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You don't have to look behind your back now. You're going to be at ease and I've known of, of, of even great men of God that I believe that, that lived in this, this, this mixed up thinking of old and new and, and, and so on and so forth. And they died prematurely because they didn't have faith to receive their healing. They couldn't connect it. Because every time, and I've read testimonies, and, and we won't get into that today, but... Uh, we need to know that, that God's not mad at us anymore. He loves you with an unconditional love. 
Amen? When my, you know, when, when our son, when we, he was living at home, he did things that displeased us that we weren't happy with. But there was always that peace, always that acceptance. Amen. Always that forgiveness. Yes, we want him to do better. We want him to change. But he's still in the family. Amen. And we're not going to put sickness on him to teach him anything. Hallelujah. We might obey the Bible, beat your child, they will not die. <laughs> no, God doesn't do that. You know how he corrects you? Through his word. Amen. Amen. That's how God corrects his people, his children, through his word. Let's look at uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 17. I love this. <clears throat> now, death once held us in its grip and by the blunder of one man death reigned and infected okay death reigned as a king over humanity but now how much more are we held in the grip of grace and need to understand the grace of God praise God God somebody identified God's riches at Christ's expense. Amen. And God's willingness to use his ability to take care of you and to meet your needs, just like any heavenly father would, or any earthly father would his children. Amen. Hallelujah. So it says we're in a grip of grace and continue reigning as kings in life, enjoying our regal freedom through the gift of perfect righteousness. Say perfect righteousness. And that word righteousness means right standing with God. Right standing with God. When, when, the, when the angel said, peace on earth, good will toward man, it was in God's mind and God's thoughts and his plans to bring us into the same righteousness. And that's what happens when we're born again. Amen. We become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. He took all of our bad and gave us all of his good. What a great exchange. Perfect righteousness in the one and only Jesus, the Messiah. In other words, just as condemnation came upon all people, and let's get rid of condemnation, amen? Let's, let's have a war against condemnation. Praise the Lord. In other words, just as condemnation came upon all people through one transgression, so through one righteous act of Jesus' sacrifice, the perfect righteousness that makes us right with God and leads us to a victorious life is now available to all. One man's disobedience opened the door for all humanity to become sinners. So also one man's obedience opened the door for many to, made, to, me, to, me, to be made perfectly right with God and acceptable to him. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm acceptable to God. Hallelujah. You know, we go through the all the traditions of Christmas and uh, Christianity and thank God we don't have to say Xmas 
taking Christ out. Or happy holidays. No, we can say Merry Christmas because it is merry, hallelujah, because Christ is in Christmas, hallelujah. And uh, we need to celebrate that and we need to let people know that they don't have to be under bondage, but they, they can have peace with God. They don't have to be afraid of God. He's not some big bad person up there in heaven looking down to beat people up, no. And again, the war is over during this dispensation. God is not mad. And, and if you hear people say, well, you know, that's just an act of God. Come on now. God doesn't act that way anymore. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, you know, and, and I just heard prophecies the other day and by people and, and uh, you've really got to beware of who you listen to who you feed yourself with because, you know, so many people, I mean, God has led you to living word and you need to, if this is where God's led you, you need to listen to the pastors. You need to listen to our teaching here. Amen. We're word of faith. Hallelujah. We believe that God loves, loves you and he'll heal you. He'll set you free. But there's people that's still out there that, that believe God will strike you with sickness to straighten you up, bring poverty in your life, or judge a city with some kind of catastrophic event, cause fires in California because there's such evil people over there. He's not at war with us anymore during this time. Amen? Who kills, steals, and destroys? The devil does. So if you hear some prophet saying, well, you know, God's going to jar, you know, California's going to drop off in the ocean next year because God is mad for all this kind of stuff. Hey, if he was, we've been killing babies for a long time. 1973, the Supreme Court made that decision. So if he was going to destroy America, he would have already done it. Amen. Now, I believe there are times that are coming in the future where the judgment of God, and we read, we know revelations, where he's going to deal again with unrighteousness and so on and so forth. But we are in the dispensation of grace. And when Jesus was born, <laughs> that, that was a powerful announcement. Peace on earth, goodwill toward man. Praise the Lord. It was a different, God turned his back away from what he used to do, wiping out, amen, come on. And he caused Jesus to come into the earth to take care of that sin problem. Hallelujah. So we don't have anything to worry about. We need to rejoice in our salvation. And we need to witness we need to tell everybody about the goodness of God see the goodness of God will lead men unto repentance not a beating down how many of you have heard street preachers before huh you're going to hell turn or burn judgment of God is coming up on this earth they have a poster with fire and so on and so forth well that's not going to convince people to anything but our witness, we are the light of the world. People can see the joy in our hearts. 
and the light in our lives. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. If they see us, they see Jesus. And Jesus isn't mad at you. Jesus loves you. He laid down his life for every one of us. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are acceptable to him. Let's look at Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. I love these, this uh, Romans chapter 5. It says, our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us. And now he declares us flawless in his eyes. Can you just meditate on that. He declares us flawless. Now we can look at each other, right? Mm, Nathan, I don't know. You're just kind of out there. He is. Come on now. Hallelujah. So we as human beings look at each other and we, it's easy to pick up flaws character issues, and so on and so forth. But between us and God, if we're born again, if we're saved, if we're his family, we are flawless in his eyes. This means we can now enjoy true and lasting what? Peace with God. The same peace that the angel announced. Amen. Peace with God, all because of what our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, has done for us. Our faith guarantees us permanent access into this marvelous kindness that has, uh, that has given us a perfect relationship with God. Perfect. Say perfect. perfect. Hallelujah. Now look at this. What incredible joy bursts forth within us as we keep on celebrating our hope we talked about hope last week, of experiencing God's glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. And let me tell you this. God desires us to make peace with ourselves. See, God is all about peace. He's all about love. It's all about mercy. But we are harder on ourselves than God is. I don't like myself because A, B, C, D, okay? God loves you just the way you are. Amen? In fact, the commandment, Jesus said, you shall love your neighbor as your... How can you love anybody else if you don't love yourself? Amen? How many of you have watched Jesse Duplantis? We used to get a kick out. We used to go to the conventions, Kenneth Copeland conventions, and he'd be there, and he'd, he'd make us laugh the whole time. Well, you want Jesse after lunchtime, you know? He keeps you awake. <laughs> but he often get up, you know, his, you know, his big old smile and his big white teeth. He, get, he just looks into the mirror and says, I love you, Jesse. Maybe we need to practice doing that. Amen? Hallelujah. I just love you. You're just so handsome. No glory to God. You're prophetically speaking of the future when we get to heaven. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. 
Glory to God. Whew. Our faith guarantees us permanent access into his marvelous kindness that has given us a perfect relationship with God. Hallelujah. What incredible joy bursts forth within us as we keep celebrating our hope of experiencing God's glory. So every past mistake, every personal struggle, even worrying about the future, all of this kind of stuff, God loves you and he's going to take care of you. Amen? What, what are God's thoughts toward you? Not of evil, but of good, and to give you an expected end. My last scripture is Romans chapter 8, verse 1. It says this, so now the case is closed. <laughs> there remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the anointed one. King James, therefore, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. So I don't care what you feel about yourself or how bad or lousy or whatever, God doesn't look at you the way you think you feel right now. He loves you. He wants us to come up to a new level this Christmas season and to experience that, 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 that force. It's a force of peace. Amen. That he's made between us and himself. Say this with me. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He loves me so much that I can't comprehend it. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, we, we love according to our feelings or you know, our love is very selfish. Well, I'll love you if you act this way. But that's not the God kind of love. Amen? Read chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians. Love never fails. Love is, believes the best. And God believes the best of every one of you. If Jesus was here, he'd wrap his arms around you and just love on you. Amen? And, you know, I love the testimonies of those that have had death experiences have come back and one thing about they see Jesus they look into his eyes and their eyes of love no condemnation just love penetrating can you have you ever been around him? nobody on earth can can match the love that Jesus has hallelujah stand with me this morning <clears throat> well this Christmas season all right all things aside, realize that God has made peace with you in every way. He's not mad at you. He loves you. And if you're in that position where you're having a hard time believing God for something, he just faith is not connecting, you're just not there, you just say, God, I know you love me. I'm not perfect, but I just love you and Thank you so much for healing me, and prospering me, and putting those around me that love me, and I just appreciate you, Father. Amen? Amen. That's what this Christmas is all about. Not only accepting peace, but sharing peace with everybody. 
Amen. Father, I pray for this congregation right now. We thank you for a revelation of peace in our lives, in our church, Father. Living word this morning. And if you're here and you have never received Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior, you don't have that settled peace. You're always looking behind you, thinking that, you know, maybe God's going to get me or uh, whatever your, your thinking might be. But, you know, God sent his son. He loved you so much that he took your place on the cross. He died on the cross for your sins. And the Bible says, all who call upon him shall not perish, but be saved. Praise God. Amen. Receive eternal life. And again, Adam, because of Adam, you might be a good person. You might be able to, to you know, do all the Ten Commandments. Just so good, you know. But uh, still, you were born into sin. And there comes a time in your life you have to make that decision. I'm going to receive Jesus. Hallelujah. Receiving Christ in your life is the only thing that's going to cancel out that what we call the original sin that's in every human being that is born on this earth. It's receiving Christ. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through him. So this morning, I want us to pray this prayer, and I want you to sincerely mean it from your heart that, that I want peace with God. I want God to, to love me, and he does love you. That's why he sent Jesus, but just to have that relationship with him is so vital in the days that we live in right now. So pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I come before you this morning, and I acknowledge that I'm a sinner, and I'm in need of a Savior. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross in my place. Now, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior right now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's praise God. Hallelujah. If you've made that decision this morning, I want you to let somebody know, tell somebody that you prayed that prayer, and we have a gift for you to help you uh, with your walk with Jesus.